Hey everyone, welcome back to Land Investing Online, where we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. For more information, join our Discord, go to landinvestingonline.com. We have a free Discord with tons of successful investors. I'm Daniel Apke, this is Ron Apke. We're back at you again this week with a, a great topic going over, should we use realtors or not in this business? How are you doing, Ron? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in this topic, but let, before we get started, let's go over a question from one of our members. What do you think the future of land investing will look like? This is a great question. We're so early in the game with land investing. It's such a new thing. There's not a lot of us out there doing it. So what, what do you think the future will look like once people realize how profitable this is? I assume more people are going to join it's going to get a little bit more competitive, we would think, but there's just so many parcels across the U.S. What do you think of this question, Ron? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I, I think about this topic a lot, and I'm trying. We're trying to move uh, beyond the times and kind of stay ahead of the changes. So I think it's really important to kind of constantly think about this in any business, really, not just land investing. It's not just us, our business, that's going to change. Do I think it's going to be here ten years from now? Yes. Um, but I think it's going to be a whole lot different. Where, where do I actually think I, it's going? Like, like you said, it's going to get more competitive 100%. It, it's, there's just too much money being made. Um, and that's a great thing for us being in it early. I still think it's very early to get started, um, but it's going to become more competitive. It's going to be, I, I think more people are going to look at it as like a real business. Like they look at wholesaling houses opposed to this. It's kind of like, it's, it is a side hustle. It can be a side hustle, um, but I don't think everyone structures it like a business. They kind of do it a little more conservatively and not as like, like I said, just not as much like a business. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Um, right now it's probably at five to 10% of what it's going to be at. The thing that I that blows my mind is Ron and I resend mail to the same spots three months later after sending the original mail a lot of times, and we get about the same results. So there can be multiple people sending out land in all these counties and get all getting good results. Um, who knows how that's going to change in the future? Right now, like Ron said, there's just so much money to be made. People see how much money we're making and how much our students are making, and people want to join and get in, and it is so early. If you're, if you think it's too late to get in something like this, just, I mean, it's, I think we're on the very early stages. Um, our education, our course is growing right now. Students are joining and they're all having success like crazy. We just don't have enough staff to keep up with what, what we're doing right now in this. So there's plenty of room for growth. So definitely not too late to get in, but that pretty much covers it all. Let's get into the show. And this is a really interesting topic. It's really hot in the land community right now because there's a ton of pros and cons with using a realtor or not using a realtor. Um, and it, it really depends on your style. But that's, that's today's topic. Should I use a realtor for listing my properties? And if you're new here, what we do, we buy properties off the market, right? So we're sending mail directly to landowners, buying it off the market, and we're reselling it right away for, you know, much, much more than what it's worth. We usually buy for 30 to 45% or 25 to 40% of what it's worth. So we're putting it up around 100% and selling them very quickly. So on the sell side, you can either sell it yourself or use a realtor. It's kind of up to you and your business. But today we're going to go over, you know, why, why should we use realtors? Why not? And different, um, different things regarding that. 
So um, let's start with that then. Why would you ever want to use a realtor? I, I mean, don't just do stuff to do stuff. Why would you want to use a realtor? What's the goal out of it, Ron? Yeah, I mean, using a realtor, it takes a lot off your plate. Uh, you don't have to talk to buyers. You don't have to worry about going and getting drone pictures taken. The main thing is kind of, if you want to scale, like realtors are the way to go. I, I want to keep uh, on topic with your question, but why would you use one? Because they know the area for one. If they're knowledgeable, they know the area, they know the prices, they know the people. That's really important. And we talked about it in one of our previous podcasts about marketing. Like you need to get it to the right people. You need your, you need buyers to see the property before they can actually buy it. Like if you're not advertising correctly and realtors do, the good ones do have networks of people who are buyers and they can sell it to them and they can be transparent and do all that and take it off your plate. And then two weeks down the line, if you guys price it correctly, you're going to get a contract sent over by the realtor saying, here's our offer. This is a really good offer. Let's, I think we should move forward and they'll give you their opinion. So I think that's the main reason why you would want to use one just to take, take off something, take something off your plate. Yeah. Take off something off your plate. And then hopefully they have a buyer's list. A lot of times they have buyers that they can already think of if they're good and been in the business a while. Um, for us personally, we list about, I'd say we we're trying to get this up as well, but right now we list probably a little less than 50%. We want, we want it to be at 50% of our properties. I mean, with smaller properties, we have another episode on, on that, why this is sustainable, but for smaller properties, it's a little harder for bigger properties. It's much easier getting good realtors to a, um, a, a property. And that's one of the things we'll discuss later, but let's, let's go over some of the cons of using um, a realtor. You just talked a lot about the pros. So they have a buyer's list. They do all the marketing for you. They get the contract together. They review the contract. They review the legal aspects. Um, what are some other pros that I'm trying to think of? Can you think of any? No, I think those are kind of the, the main things. Like it takes stuff, like it's easier on you if you get a good one. I, I think that's the main thing, honestly. They do a yeah. lot of, they do a lot of the backend stuff. You still want to check their work and hold them accountable because they are working for you. That's how you got to look at it. Like they are working for you. Yes, they have a skill set, but they're working for you. Yeah. And let's get, let's get into that later of uh, how to find good versus bad realtors. Cause I, you know, we'll talk about some horror stories with bad realtors in a minute. But then um, let's, let's go to the cons. Let's move to the cons now of uh, working with a realtor. What would you say are some of the downfalls? Um, I think just some people really struggle with kind of losing that control. Uh, one big thing is like, you guys got to realize uh, realtors are salespeople. They're salespeople. And when they close that sale, that sale, not of closing your property, but you're the sale. When they close you and get you to sign that contract, that's a six month contract, maybe even a 12 month contract. So you really, the biggest thing, the, like that's a big con if it's the wrong person you choose, that you're under contract for six months. It's really hard to get out of those contracts and it's not fun. We've had to do it, but it's not enjoyable. Um, just accountability. Like if it's a good realtor, there aren't many cons, to be honest. They do cost money. That's the thing. A lot of them are 10% for these cheaper under $100,000 land sales. So you're giving them 10% of your profit, not your profit of the sale. So if you sell something for 100,000, you're giving them 10,000. Maybe it's 8%. You guys got to realize they're not getting the $10,000. They're splitting it with the buyer's broker as well as their brokerage. So it's not just, you don't think of it just like that. But uh, those are the main cons, honestly, Dan. It's not a bad thing if you get the right one. 
Right. And the other con I'd say that comes to mind would be um, just the time. A lot of them are pretty busy and they're not as urgent about your property as you would be obviously listing it yourself. Yep. So it's going to get on the market usually later. Some of them take a couple of weeks to post it up. Um, like for us personally, we list everything within a couple hours of closing usually. So we try to get it out there as soon as possible with a realtor. You're kind of on their time. Again, another con is you have to manage them, but it takes, it still takes off work. Managing is a lot less work than actually doing all the upfront, taking all the calls and all that stuff as well. But let's talk about getting a good realtor versus getting a bad realtor. How do we search for those realtors? Um, and how do we know what are some signs of good versus bad realtors? I mean, the biggest thing for me is responsiveness, to be honest. Um, I want them to be able, I want them to have some land experience for sure. Like I don't want them selling. I don't want them last year, they sold 20 single family houses and one piece of land or zero piece of land. I want someone who's going to work for me. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing, but, uh, finding one. So when you text them, you call them, they're calling you back to start. They're not just, uh, they're not just ignoring your call. They, a lot of times these people are going to tell you like, let me look at the land let me, let me, uh, let me get you a price. I'm going to call you back within some days, uh, two days or something, hold them accountable to that. Don't even hold them accountable. If they don't do it, just cross them off your list. That's what I do personally. Cause I want someone to work hard for me. That's, that's what I'm looking for in a realtor. Cause I know if it, I was selling it myself, I'd be working hard to sell that property. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a, I mean, for every 10 realtors that I call, maybe six or seven of them call me back. And then, you know, two to three of them actually do what they said they're going to do and get me comps or get me a price of what they think. So that's a really good way to start. And then just looking at their other listings as well, making sure they look good, professional, clean, um, good descriptions, good marketing. Marketing is really big. We have a whole nother episode on marketing your land. Um, mm -hmm. Watch that. But that's a really big part of this. So making sure everything that um, they have, you got to feel comfortable with them listing your property. It's your property. You got to feel good about that. So a lot of it's just gut feeling. I like to go kind of off of um, just how I, how I, uh, how our conversation went with them. Like if I really mesh with them well and they're easy to talk to, cause you don't want it to be someone who you get a call from them and you kind of dread talking to them cause you don't like them as a person or just don't mesh with them so well. So make sure you get along with them as well. That's, that's really important because that relationship's really, really big for long-term success in this business. I think uh, another thing to look at is agreeability. Um, I think if they're just agreeing with every damn thing you say, then, then you probably need to, uh, use someone else and you want them to have their own opinion. A lot of times they're going to ask you like, what do you think you should, it's, it should sell for. I, I'm going to tell them like, I want your opinion. What do you think it's going to sell for? I don't like anyone can say a property is going to sell for any price. Uh, but you want them to actually give you their opinion, obviously fact check it and see what you think by looking at comps and stuff like that but you don't want them just agreeing, like asking you what they think. And, and then you say it's worth, I think if we can sell it for 50,000, they say, yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah. You really want something. I've told realtors to go up. I had a realtor and she, she was awesome. She was a really good realtor. She grinded for me. Her price was off when she went and visited. I think she said 45. I told her it listed for 70 and I think we sold it for 68, which she, she checked all of the other boxes other than just um, didn't agree with the price, which is fine. Um, but I told her Alyssa for a different thing. She went for it and, uh, it worked out in our favor. Yeah. A lot of times, like these realtors don't check off all the boxes, either their marketing sucks or they don't have a buyer's list or they're new 
or whatever it is, it's, it's very rare to get someone who checks off all the boxes and that's okay. You just got to be aware of what they're good at and what they're not good at. But like Ron said, it is a major pet peeve of mine when they just throw out a price based on what you say. You're using them to get their opinion. Let them give you your opinion before you tell them what you think. Because that's like an easy way out is how I see it. And they can just market it based on, on what you said the price was. But like, like Ron said, you got to be careful because a lot of times they're off on pricing significantly. I mean, I had one guy told us he would listed, I think, $1,800 $1, and we sold it for over $4,000 an acre, $1,800 an acre. And we sold it for over $4,000. And he was local to the area too, which is scary. So just make sure to have your own systems and processes in place to not let that happen. Because if it truly was 1800 and I believed them, I wouldn't have even bought that property. And yep. we ended up tripling our money on it. So be aware of them. They're not perfect. Their prices and comps aren't perfect. Fact check them. The, the thing I like to see too with them is when they give me opinion, they've walked it or been there. Hopefully they've looked at all the comps and they give you reason. They say, so this county is averaging for that acreage about for 10 acres it's going about 3200 is what we're seeing but there was a comp within a mile of that that just sold for you know 30 percent over that and it sold in three days and they give you reasons because mm -hmm. then that means they're doing their homework and they're coming up with different things on the property and they'll say andrews has a creek which this didn't have so maybe we can get some extra cash out of that things like that are, are what i look for yeah, I think I one mistake I see with a lot of our students, and I try to work that get them to work past it is just like so much reliance on realtors. Like Daniel said, like less than fifty percent of our properties are listed with realtors, which isn't a bad thing. But if we cannot find a good realtor in the area, we are not going to use one. I don't care what the price of the property is. We've sold two hundred thousand dollar piece of land in a week um, by ourselves. And that obviously saves a ton of commission, but that's not what I'm worried about as far as the commission. But I want someone to work for me. If you do not feel good about someone, do not do it. Don't just get the first opinion and say like, this person did this, it's going to sell for this. Because we, what we do is we get a lot, not us personally, but a lot of people in our business will get realtor opinions before they buy the property. I prefer to know the area myself just as well as the realtors. But if you get a realtor opinion before the property, before you buy the property, you need to get two or three. You cannot just get one. They're going to tell you what you want to hear most likely. And then you have nothing to balance it against other than your eyes and looking at the comps. Uh, but I see our students, Dan, I, I don't know if it's just effort or they just can't find other ones, just like they got one opinion. So they're going to go with that guy. They're going to list it with them. And then I look at the property four months down the line, it's got two pictures on there and it hasn't sold for them. So they, they keep on there. They haven't flipped their money at all. Yeah. And, and for that, watch our marketing video and cross up or check off all those boxes that we tell you to do. There's a marketing YouTube video. It's really relevant to this. And we talk, we touch a little bit on this as well, but I want to get real quick before we close out. Um, the most important part of this is after you use a realtor, in my opinion, you've given this realtor some business. What, what do you really get out of this? And I think they can give you good comps before you purchase. So you build these relationships with this guy we have a realtor named Lee. I can text Lee at any time and say, hey, I'm looking to buy this at this price. What do you think? He'll get eyes on it. He'll look that night a lot of times just from his computer. And then he'll be like, hey, I'll go there tomorrow morning. I'm actually going to be next to it or near it. And I think that building those relationships with the realtors before you actually buy the property, because it's hard to do at first because you might send them five properties that you're looking to buy and you don't buy any of them and you screw them over and they just wasted five hours of time. So they think you're a joke and they won't deal with you anymore. So that's why I think that's really important after you give them deals to really focus on 
um, let them know there's more deals are coming, whatnot, and try to create that relationship. I, I think that's a really good point. You have to think, I, I see a ton of people, sorry, I just wanted to, before we close out, I see a ton of people getting realtors opinions for like properties that they don't care about. Like if you're buying something for $5,000, you think it's going to sell for 12,000, um, get your own opinion on it, get a drone out there. Don't try to send a realtor to your $12,000 property. It's not going to work. They're not going to go there. Um, especially with you not having, like, if you don't like the deal yourself and if you haven't given them anything, like you can't just call a realtor and say, and they're going to ask for $3,000 minimum or something like that. Um, cause that's what they're worth. You got to think if you're in their shoes and you're getting 10% or 8%, like, are you going to go do it for, um, a thousand dollars? You have to go put a sign. You have to buy your own sign, get that customized drive there. Um, gas is $5 a gallon. Um, but, uh, you just gotta, you gotta think and put your, put yourself in their shoes under 25,000. We're selling it ourselves 95% of the time. Yep. And, um, I think that really covers it. That's a really, really good point. I would love to hear your guys' opinion on this. The easiest way to get in touch with us is our YouTube channel, subscribe and comment, and just let us know what you think of this process and what, how you use realtors in your business and what you think of our process as well. But other than that, guys, thank you for joining. Visit landinvestingonline.com. Join our free Discord. Ron and I are involved. After you join, say hi to us and uh, let's chat and hear about your goals. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining. I guess.